Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Shlomo Perlstein. Mesechus Yevamis has been dedicated Le'iloi Nishmas Reb Moshe Yaakov Ben Reb Nossin Yehuda and Reza Le'a Bas Yaakov. The Gemara tries to bring a raya that Bishamay also could derayim from a story where Bishamay was miyabim tsaraz bitay. So we see that Bishamay also could derayim. So the Gemara says no. Of course, Rabbi Gamliel didn't do like Beishamai. The reason Rabbi Gamliel was Miyabim Tsaras Bitoi was because it was something special in Rabbi Gamliel's daughter's case. The Gemara has a few Mahalchma how to explain what Rabbi Gamliel's husband was at its mutter. One Mahalchma in the Gemara is that Rabbi Gamliel's brother made a Tanai when he was Mekadish Rabbi Gamliel's daughter. Let's say he made a Tanai that she doesn't have an Adoram on her. And in the end, he found out that Shitaka had an Adoram. So, according to Rabbi Leo, it becomes Mekachtos, and she's at Mekudeshes. So, therefore, her tzara was never a tzara zareva. There was never a Kedushan retroactively. However, the Gemara brings Acherim. Acherim holds that the reason that Rabbi Leo was able to be Miyabin, tzara of his daughter, even though it should be a tzara zareva, is not because of a t'nai that Rabbi Leo's brother made when he married her. It's because Rabbi Leo's daughter was an islandess. And since she was an islandess, so there's no Ptur of Tzara Zareva, and that's why Rengamliel was Miyabim Ritzara. The Gemara explains what's the machlegs between the Tanakama, the way the Gemara explained because there was a Tanai, and Acherim holds Tanai wouldn't be enough to make the Kedushin bottle retroactively, and therefore he had to say that the, re- the reason Rengamliel was Miyabim, the Tzara of his daughter, was because she was an islandess. The Gemara explains, yes, t'nai b'biyah ikebineu. It's machlek is whether there's a t'nai b'biyah. What does that mean? So Rashi explains, if a man is makadish a woman with a t'nai, and then he makes nisuin, and he makes a biyah. According to the Tanakama, even if he made a biyah afterwards, it won't make a difference. If she wasn't makadish the t'nai, if she had a darim or a woman, whatever t'nai he made that he shouldn't have, and she had, it's mabatal kedushin, even if he made a biyah. However, Acherim hold that since and he was Bayel, so he definitely was Meichel the Tanai that he made. Even if he was Mekadish B'Tanai, since he made a Bia afterwards, he's Meichel the Tanai in order to make sure it's not a Bilasnos, and therefore she's Mekudashas. That's the Machlaikis Acherim and Tanakama. Tanakama holds that the Tanai is still intact, even if after he made a Bia. According to Acherim, once he made it Bia, there is no more Tanai, and she's Mekudeshes, even if the Tanai was not Mekudim. The Ritva asks on Rashi, it's very not Mashma in the Gemara, when the Gemara says, Yesh Tanai B'Biyah Ikebeinayu, is Mashma, there's a shayla that you can make a Tanai when one's making a Bia. That's not the case over here, the way Rashi explains it. The way Rashi explains, the shayla is, he's Meichel on the Tanai, because, you know, the Moshe B'Lasu B'Lasnos. The Loshna of the Gemara, according to Rashi, asks the Ritva, L'Chayr is a big daichik. The Rashba and the Ritva both bring a different Mahalach and the Gemara. They bring Shitas Rabbeinu Avram Av Bezdin that says the Machlekes of Yesh Tanai B'Biya is that the case of Gamliel's brother is that he was Makadish B'Biya and he made a Tanai by the Kedushan. To understand why there should be a Machlekes about this, we need some background. There's a Gemara Ksubas Tafayindalo that says that by Chalitza, one cannot make a Tanai. Why not? Something that a person can't make a shliach on, he can't make a tanai on. 
Tesis explains, something that a person is not enough bailim to make a shliach to do the act, he's not enough bailim to make a tanai either. So the more asakasha, so by Kedushan, where we find a person could be Kaddish, be Kesef, or Bishtar Bishleach, it makes sense why he can make a Tanai. But a Kedushi beer, which one cannot do through a Shleach, how could a person make a Tanai with such a Kedushan? And it says, before a person can make a Tanai by Kedushi beer. So the Gemara answers, Iskush Havayas Lahadodi, that Kedushi Kesef and Kedushi Shtar are Hukash to Kedushi beer. So just like Kedushi Kesef and Shtar can be done through a Shleach, and therefore one can make a Tanai by it. Huadin even though one cannot make a shliach, but since there's a hekish, he can make a tanai by kedushei bia also. Now Rukivayger asks over there in Ksubis, I should say for If a man can make kedush bia b'tanai, and he can't make kedushei bia b'shlichos, so learn from here that the that the rule amidid lasa b'shlichos lasa b'tanai isn't true. That's a given that a man can make kedush bia b'tanai. So learn the hekish in reverse, just like. A man can be Kaddish b'tanai, even though he cannot make shlichus on that. So learn, and let the limud start from Kiddush Bia and go in reverse and say, so you see from there, that even Kiddush Kesef and Kiddush Shtar, that our Shaykh b'shlichus, still, the halacha, they can make a tanai by those kinds of Kiddushin, is not because you could do shlichus, just as we find by Kiddush Bia, that you cannot make shlichus and you still can make a tanai. So Rabbi Kivegir therefore learns Pshat and the Gemara Iskash Havayis Ladodi is not the way Rashi explained that it's just a hekish. If Kedushe Kesef can have a Tanai, so Kedushe Bia will have the same din. That's not the word. Rabbi explains Iskash Havayis Ladodi means the Chalois of Kedushin is Shaykh by Shlichus. Therefore, it's Shaykh Betanai also. Not the particular act of Kesef or Bia, because for that we're not going to say Yitzchah Shavayis Ladodi. It's the general picture of Kedushin. It's possible. It's possible, but tonight, therefore, Kedushin Bia won't be any different. We look at the whole Indian of Kedushin globally. We don't just look at that particular act. So therefore, Yitzchah Shavayis Ladodi means, since, since Kedushin as a whole is possible, but tonight, therefore, Kedushin Bia is not going to be any different. As we look at the Chalois and not at that particular act. Now, Rukhivegar and Shuvah's in Madurat Nyanas and Kuvav, Taka Paskins, that one cannot make a Tanai by a chuppah, since a chuppah is not Shayach Bishlichos, at least according to some Rishayna. According to those Shittas, it's not possible to make a Tanai in a Sun. It's not possible to make a Tanai in a chuppah. The Arsameach in Perak Yud also has the same suffix. He has a tzad to say that one cannot make a Tanai by a chuppah because it's not possible to do it Bishlichos. Getting back to our Gemara. Rabbi Avram, Av Bezdin, explained our Gemara based on the Gemara in Ksubis. means that the Tanakhama holds Rabbi Gamliel's brother made a Tanai by Kedushi Bia, and since she wasn't Oymid in the Tanai, the Kedushin were bottle. Ay, it's lesser Bishlichos, one cannot be Makadish Bia Bishlichos, so why do we say the Tanai works? So, that the Gemara answered that. Just like Kedusha Kesef, one can make a Tanai, the same way Kedusha Bia, one can make a Tanai. Acherim, however, doesn't hold of that Gemara Steretz. He doesn't hold of the Gemara Steretz, Iskush Havayis Ladadi. And therefore, Acherim says that because of the Tanai by the Kedusha Bia, she'd stay Mikudashis, and therefore she'd be a Tzara Serva, the Tzara of Ramgamuel's daughter. The reason Ramgamuel was able to be Miyabim Tzara Aspita is because she was an islandess. His daughter was an islandess, and therefore she's not a 
Itzaras Erva. So the Machlekes, the Tanakhama, and Achayim, is whether we say that Teretz of Iskash According to the Tanakhama, we say that, and therefore one can make it tonight by Kedushi Bia. According to Achayim, we don't hold that Teretz of Iskash and therefore Kedushi Kesef, one can make it tonight. Kedushi Bia, since it's less Bishlichos, one cannot make it tonight. That's how Rabbi Avram Avbezin explained the Gemara. The Rashba is very upset with that. The Rashba says, when you read the Gemara in Ksubis, it's Mashma, it's a Dover Poshet. Nobody argues. Iskash Ladodi and Kedushi Bia. One can make it tonight, just as he can make by Kiddushay Kasef. Over here we see this Machlekes Tanoim, and in Ksubis there's no mention of any other Tzad. He says, it's a bit strange that over here it's Machlekes, and the Gemara in Ksubis is Dover Pashat. I believe it's interesting to note, the Rambam in Perek Vav Melchasishus, when he brings all the rules, when a person can make it tonight, it has to be tonight Kodim Lamaisa, and Kodim Lav, tonight Kofel, the Rambam omits this klal of Midid Lase B'Shlichos Lase B'Tanai. And then I said, I'm very upset about it. The Magad Mishnah says the Rambam really mentioned it somewhere else, and he really does hold of it. The Kesel Mishnah, however, holds the Rambam doesn't pass in this klal of He doesn't hold Midid Lase B'Shlichos Lase B'Tanai. Why not? Because the Gemara asked the Kasha, Kiddushay Bia, which one can make it Tanai by, is not B'Shlichos, how can one make it Tanai? So the Gemara answered, Iskash Havais Ladadi. The Rambam holds that's a very big Daichik, because Iskash Havais Ladadi, so therefore one can make Kiddushay Bia B'Tanai. What does one have to do with the other? Kiddushay Kesav, one can make a Tanai because he can make a Shleach. Kiddushay Bia, one cannot make a Tanai because he cannot make a Shleach. He doesn't hold the Gemara's Teretz, and therefore the Rambam doesn't pass in Midid Lesa B'Shlichos Lesa B'Tanai. Now it's very schwer for the Rambam not to pass like a Gemara because he holds it as a Daichik. If the Gemara accepts it, the Rambam can't argue with the Gemara. Now it could be that, that according to the Rashba's Kasha, we might have an understanding for the base of the Rambam. The Rashba asks over there in Ksubis, it's the Raposha, that Iskushavais Ladadi. Over here we see it's Machlekes Tanoim. It could be the Rambam based himself on our Sugya, that we see it's not the Raposha, that Iskushavais Ladadi. We see it's Machlekes Tanoim. And since the Rambam holds that the terrors of Iskushavais Ladadi is a Daichik, he passed like a Chayrim. That we don't say that there's, and therefore we can now extrapolate the other way. Like Rikveger asked the Kasha on the Gemara over there. Since that's a given, that a man can be Kash and it's a Daichik to say the Territ of Iskashavai to learn that that's the reason one can be Kash therefore we'll say in reverse that since it's a given according to the Ramam that a man can be Kash he has rights from several places in the Shas that that's the Din. And the Rambam holds that we don't say the Gemara's Teretz of Ishka Savai Sladodi. He holds like a Chayim over here. Therefore, it goes the other way. We learn in reverse from Kiddush Bia that one can definitely make Kiddushin B'Tanai, even though it's not Shayach B'Shlichos, we learn from there that the rule of Midid Lesa B'Shlichos Lesa B'Tanai isn't true. And this may be the Makar of the Rambam, not to pass like the Gemara in Ksubis, as the Kesel Mishnah explains. The Gemara wants to bring another Raya that... Also, Beshamik Nevraim, the Gemara brings a Maiseber Bakiva, that he was Malakit and Esrig on Al Shvat, and he did two types of Maisers, one Maiser Oni, one Maiser Shaini. So you see that he acted like Beshamai, and he acted like Basil. It's Machlikis, when is Rosh Hashanah Leilonois? Beshamai says Al Shvat, Basil says Tesva Beshvat. And the Gemara and the Havamina understood that Rebekiva did. Two types of meisers, meiser sheni and meiser oni, in accordance with both beishamai and beisil. So the Gemara wants to bring a raya that beishamai also could do rayim. So the Gemara says no, it wasn't that Rabbi Kiva was going according to beishamai. 
Rabbi Akiva was Mesupik, what Beis Shammai held and what Beis Hillel held, and Misafik, he was Meiser, both Meisers. Now, Taisvis writes that it's not that he was Meiser twice, both Meiser Shani and Meiser Ani, because he really could do it with one Meiser. What, did, what could he do? He was Mafresh Meiser Shani, he was paid it, he redeemed it, and then he gave out the Meiser to Anim, and the money he used, Betushis Meiser Shani in Yerushalayim. So with one Meiser, he was able to be Peter, both Chiyuvim. If it was Meiser Shani, so then he was Peter. If it was Taka Meiser Ani, Taka gave it to the Ani. Now the text is Yishonim is Mashmah, that he Taka did give two Meisers. The Hagois on the side, right underneath the text is Yishonim actually, asks the Chayur, there was no reason to give both. He could have given just one and done Taisus' Eitzah. Which Tais is actually quoting Yerushalmi. It has a could be it's a tall cipher in the Tais Yishanim. But really, there's a question to be asked also on Tais. Why did Rabbi Kiva have to give it to Aniyim Machal? It's Safik Maman Aniyim, and the Klal is by Safik Maman Aniyim, Hamoytzim Chaveir Al He could tell the Ani, prove to me that it's Meiser Ani. It was a Safik. Why would he have to give it? To the Ani in Misafik. Now, Rabbisim Goin in Ervin Davov, Lechayra explains this halacha that Rabbi Kiva did it with the Mishur Sadin. Really, he did not have to give it to Anim. It's a Safik, he could keep it. However, this whole Indian needs a bit of clarification. The Rambam Paskins in Perakal of Milchas Meister Shaini, Halacha Yur Aleph, if Paris of the second year got mixed up with Paris of the third year, he doesn't know what payers are in front of him. Payers of Shamashnir that need Meiser Shani, or payers of the third year that need to be given from them Meiser Oni. What should one do? So, if it's an equal Sophic, the Ramban Paskins, he should be Mafrish Meiser Shani, and not Meiser Oni, because Meiser Shani is more Chamor. It's more stringent, it's Kaddish. Meiser Oni is just Chal. The Ravid is very upset at this. He asks, why shouldn't it be Mafresh Meiser Oni? It's still Tevel. If somebody isn't Mafresh Meiser Oni, it's Tevel. And more than that, the Ravid asks, he should Mafresh Meiser Oni also, not just Meiser Shani, just like Rebakiv was Mafresh to Meisras. So the Kassif Mishnah writes in the name of the Marie Korkos, when somebody is Mafresh Meiser Shani, it doesn't mean that he's Mafresh Meiser Shani exclusively. What it means is he's Mafresh Meiser Shani. He has in mind that if it's payers of the second year, it's Meiser Shani. If it's payers of the third year, it should be for Meiser Oni. But he asked to act with it, Victusha's Meiser Shani, because Meiser Shani is more Homer. But he really intended on being Mafrish, the right Meiser. He just doesn't know which Meiser he has to be giving. So he's Mafrish with the intention of whichever one is the right Meiser, he's Meiser. If it be Paris of the second year, it should be Meiser Shani. If it's Paris of the third year, it should be Meiser Oni. But he doesn't have to give it to the Anim, because Misafik, he doesn't have to give Meiser Oni to Anim. And he's Noeg, Kedusha Shani, because it's a Safik. And the Kedusha of Meiser Shani is much more Homer than Meiser Risha. The only question that remains, why do we see that Rebakiva was Machrish, Misafik, and gave it to Anim? Why does the Ramban Paskin differently and say he doesn't have to give it to the Aniyim Bechlal? 
במקדש דוד, in his safer and zroim, Simon Ches writes to answer the Ravitz Kasha. Of course the rule is, according to the Rambam, that Hamoitzim Chaveri Olav Harayim. And one does not have to give Meiser Oni Misafi. It's a regular Shail and Hilchas Mamanis. Who do the Paris belong to? The Allah is Hamoitzim Chaveri Olav Harayim. He has to be Mafrish Misafi, but he doesn't have to give. However, the story of Rebekah is different. He says, why does one not have to give a Suffolk, my Sarani to Anani, because he is the Mosik, he's holding on to it. And I might say, all of Haraya. However, Rebakiva was different. Rebakiva was special. The Gemara Mesech, the Kiddush and Dabchazayin says, Shiny Rebakiva, the Yadanim Avi. Rebakiva was a Gabbai Tzedaka, and he had the din of Yadanim. So when Rebakiva is holding on to Maestras, and it's a Suffolk, if it's Mamin Anim, Rebekah is not the Muslim because he has the din of Yadanim. He's a Gabbai Tzedakah. That's a halacha for Rebekah specifically. Anybody else that has a Suffolk, whether he has to give Maeser on you or not, doesn't have to. Hamoitzim Chaver Al-Varayim. is Muslim for the Anim as much as he's Muslim for himself. In such a case, Rebekah had to machber and give it to the Anim. That's why the Ravitz Kash on the Ramam from Rebekah is not schwer. Everywhere else one can be mekel. Hamoitzim Chaver Al-Varayim. The truth is, I don't really understand what the Mikdash David is saying. Agabit Stuck, of course, every time he makes a Maisekinian, doesn't necessarily be kind of for the Anir. He has the option to decide who he's being Zaycha for. If Rebekah did not intend on doing it for the Anir, he doesn't become the Yad of the Anir against his will. So therefore, one must understand why was Rebekah Machmer and gave it to the Anim if it wasn't the Mishra Sadin? He didn't have to be Zaychen it for the Anim. He had an option to pick it up for whoever he wants to. So, therefore, it's still a chayra, a bit schwer. Why was Rebekah Machmer to give it to Anim? The Rambam Paskins, in a case where there's a suffix, if something is Maeser Shani or Maeser Ani, he should be Mapreshit and keep it for himself. The Aviezri in Perak Ches. Hilchas Matnas Anim, Halacha Beis, really asks another kasha. Besides the Ravitz kasha that asks Rebekah, you see, gave Maiser Oni to the Anim, even though it was a Suffolk, and the Ramban Paskins, if you have a Suffolk, which year these pairs are from? Shanoshnia, the second year, or the third year, he is mafrish, and he doesn't give to the Anim, and the question is, why is that any different than Rebekah? That he did give the Suffolk Meister only to the Aniyim. Now the answer has another cash. The Ramam before that, in Perakal of Milchus Meister Shani, Paskins, that of Yoinus, certain kind of fruit, that it's a Suffolk, if it has a din of a pre, or if it has a din of a Zrayim. The Navkamina is, do we go after this man Lakita, or is the year that it's Chayvah Maestras determined by the Zman of Chanata, like regular Paris, like regular trees of a fruit. Since it's a Suffolk, the Rambam Paskins, they want to be Machmer and be Mafrish, both Maeser Shaini and Maeser Oni, and give the Maeser Oni to Anim. The question is, the Rambam Paskins earlier, that 
Paris, which are a suffix, if they're from the second year or the third year, we don't know if they're Chayvah Meiser Sheini or Meiser Ani. Ramam says, once just Mafresh Meiser Sheini, he doesn't have to give Meiser Ani to the Ani Misafik. And here the Ramam Paskins by Yavyoinus that one must, yes, give Meiser Ani to the Aniyim, even though it's a suffix, whether it's Chayvah Meiser Ani Machal. How do we answer this theory in the Rambam? Roshachan Ali Ezri explains that there are two types of sveikas that we find by Safik Matnasanim. The sheet of the Rashba in Mesechna Hadarm Daf Zayin by the Gemara Safik of Yeshiad al or not, the Gemara is a Safik if somebody made a nether for tzedakah by using a yad, not Mamash nether. The Gemara has a Safik if Yeshiad al and it's as if he was neither l'staka. And the Gemara applies to Safik. The Rashba Paskins, that Safik is Surah Lechumr. It's a Safik Yisur. Is he chayv to give t'staka or not? The Rashba Paskins, that Safik Lahachna. Yet we find in other places that Safik Matnasaniyim is Lahaka. So Rav Shach explains that there's a kind of Safik that's in the Etzim Mechaev. Is this situation Mechaev Tzedakah? Is it Mechaev Matnis Anim? We don't know what kind of fruit they are. It's a suffix in the din. Is this a fruit? Or is it a zera? Does it have the halacha that it goes Basar Hanata? Or does it have the halacha that the year is determined by the Isman Lakita when you harvest it? Not when the pre was blasphemed. That's a suffix in the Mechaev. That's a suffix in the Din. The halacha is that suffix the Arash it's a suffix if one must give Meiser Ani or Meiser Shaini in such a case. So we're Machmer in both directions. The same way, if somebody is Mesopic, Rebekiva was Mesopic, whether the date for a new year for fruit is Al Shvat or Tu Bishvat. It's a suffix in the Din. It's a suffix in the Machayev. It's not a coincidental suffix. It's not a suffix in the story. It's a suffix Be'etzim. Is such a pre Chayev in Maiser Ani or not? One who has to be Machmer. Suffix the Arayis Lechomer. The Torah says you have to give Maiser Ani. And one must be Machmer. However, if it's a suffix in this particular circumstance, it's not a suffix in the Machayev. Paris got mixed up. He doesn't know if he has to give it or not. Does he have to give this to the Aniyim? Or does he eat it by himself in Yerushalayim like Maeser Shaini? Where it's a private suffix. It's a suffix in the, this particular story. It's a circumstantial suffix. That's not a suffix Isser. That's not going to have the rule of suffix Yerayis Lechumra. That's a question. Does he have to give these fruit to the Ani? It's not a basic question. It's a very local question on this particular story. If it got mixed up, the Rambam says, in such a case where he doesn't know, do I have to give it or not, it's your Shiloh that has a halacha of Suffolk Maman Lahakel. If it's a more basic Shiloh, if it's a question on the Etzem Mechaev, is Tu B'Shvat their date that cuts off between one year and the next, or Alef Shvat? Is Evyoinais considered fruit of a tree, or is it considered Zeraim? Does it go after the Zman Lakita, or 
does the Isman Chanata determine which kind of maestros you give? That's not a suffix for this particular person. It's not a suffix that will say on it, suffix mamun lahokel. It's not a suffix to you. It's a suffix in the etzim aloha. Any suffix in the basic mechayev, a suffix in the halacha, or a suffix to the klal on a particular item, that's not going to be determined by the halacha of suffix mamun lahokel. That's going to be determined by the general rule of Suffolk Dirais Lachumra. It's a Suffolk in Shiloh. It's a Suffolk Lahalacha. A Suffolk Lahalacha, even if it has ramifications in Hilchas Mamanis, but since it's a Shiloh in Isser, Yeshiyad Lestaka is a Shiloh in Hilchas Nidarim. Its ramifications, its Nafkamina, are in Hilchas Mamanis. But the question starts much before that. The question is a Shiloh in Hilchas Nidarim. In such a case, we're going to paskin that Suffolk Yerash Lechumra, and we're not going to say it's Suffolk Maman Le'iser. Therefore, in the case of Avyainos, or in the case of Yeshiad Tzedakah, or in the case of Rebakiva Suffolk, if Aleph Shvat or Tuba Shvat is the cutoff date for the next year for Trumas or Maestras, in all those cases, we're not going to say Suffolk Maman Lehakel. It's not a local Shaila in your particular case. It's a basic shayla. What's the halacha? The rule is in such a case we're going to say Suffolk Yerash Lechumra. However, where it's a coincidental story, it's just a matter of circumstance. He happened to have mixed up his peiris and he doesn't know whether this is peiris of the second year, that's Machayev Maeser Sheini, or peiris of the third year, that's Machayev Maeser Ani. In such a case, we're not going to say Suffolk Yerash Lechumra. He has a Suffolk whether he has to give it. It's not a basic question in the halacha. He has a question how to deal with this particular issue. What's the issue? The issue is mamunis. We're going to say, Safik mamun l'hakel, and that's why he won't have to give it to the anim. However, Bakiba's case, where he had a Safik in Din, that was a much more basic shayla, and therefore Bakiba's machmer, and he had to give it to the anim. Although, it was truly a Safik to Bakiba also. The Gemara, one of the rhymes that Beshamai Asuk Debreim brings the case of Sheikas Yehu. Sheikas Yehu was a hollow stone that water flowed into from the mountain. The stone was next to the mikvah. There was a hole between the stone and a full-size mikvah. And since water flowed between this Sheikas, between this hollow stone and the mikvah, through a hole that was in the joint wall that connected these two, the Sheikas and the mikvah, the hole was the size of a Shepheris Anoid. A Shepheris Anoid means a pipe that stuffs up a Noid the circumference of such a pipe is the width of two fingers that can be turned around freely, a little more than the width of two fingers. Since the hole between the shaykes and the mikvah was that size and the water flowed between them, it made it as if the shaykes was connected and part of the mikvah and therefore people were able to table kalim inside the shaykes and they don't have to bring it into the mikvah mamish. The shaykes is considered connected because there's a hole the size of shpares anoid between the shaykes and the mikvah and there's water that goes between them. That's enough to connect it and make it as one entity. It's one mikvah and he can makbal kalim inside the shaykes and he didn't have to be makbalim in the mikvah mamish since it's connected through a hole that shpares anoid and water goes between them. It's considered as if they're one thing. It's made Erev Mekvais, and therefore he can matbul kalim inside the shaykes itself. He doesn't have to be matbul in the mikvah. So we see, L'chaira, that the shear for connecting two areas through water, the shear for the chibur of the two mikvahs, the two parts of the mikvah, or something similar, should be the shear of shepher sanoid. It has to be a hole that is 
the size of the width of two fingers. The amount of water that goes through there, through such a hole, is mechaber, connects different parts of a mikvah, connects water from one area to the next. That's l'chayra, the lesson from this Mishnah. Now, Taisa, that's a kasha. Mishnah, Perekhas, and Taharas, and the Gemara brings it to himself, the Gitin, Daf, Tezayin, and Aleph, says like this, Hanitzoik, water that's being poured by Katafras, um, water that's going very sharp, on a sharp incline, down a hill, or water that's, if you touch it, you get a bit wet. They cannot be mechaber, different areas, not for tumah, not for tahara. Such water cannot connect different areas, either to metayer or to metameh. If it's water that's wet enough to be matfiach, the next thing that it touches, if you touch the water, it's wet enough, there's enough water that if you touch something else, it will also become wet, that does make a chibur. It says the klal is chibur through water, is if it's tefeach minas latfiach. It's wet enough that when it touches A, A is going to be wet enough to touch B. Al Kopanim, you see that the shear for being mechaber, two areas with water, is not the shear of a hole that's full of water that's the size of Shfer Samarit. If it's tefeach minas latfiach, if it's just enough water that the person or thing that touches it can make the next thing wet by touching it afterwards, that's enough of a shear of being mechaber. So why does the mission over here Need a share of shaferas and It's much, much more water than the share of tefach and aslatfiach. Tefach and aslatfiach is a bit of water that's just enough to make the next thing wet. Why do we need a share of shaferas and when the Mishnah says in Taharis that the shear for chibur is much, much less than that? Tefach and aslatfiach is enough to mechaber for tumah and tahara. Rabbeinu Tama answers that it's not a kasha b'chal. The amount of water needed to go through the hole to connect the two areas is just a slight bit of water that's just enough to make whoever touches it wet that they'll be able to touch something else to make it wet. That's regarding how much water has to be there. However, regarding the size of the hole that the water has to go through, it has to be the size of Shefer Sanayid. The halacha of Shefer Sanayid is in regards to the size of the hole, the halach of tefeach amanas la'atfiach is in regards to how much water actually has to go through that hole in order to connect the shaykes, this hollow stone, and the rest of the mikvah. The Ri is very upset with Rabbeinu Tam. He says the shear of Shepheres Anoyed is definitely not just the shear of the hole. It also is a determining factor on how much water has to go through. He brings a raya from a Mishnah and Masechus Mikvois, that if there's a hole on top of the wall, not in the middle of the wall, but on top, then it has to be the width of Shveferas Anoid, and the water has to be high, like the peel of a garlic. Al-Kopan, you see, it's not enough that the water be just There is a shear of and it's not enough and it's mashma, that if the hole is in the middle of the wall, not on the top of the wall, and it's connected in between where the wall continues at the top of the hole, the hole has to be entirely full with water. So, the re learns that the shear of tefeach al-manas has nothing to do with Erev Mikvois. And that's how he answers Taisus' kasha. The halacha of Erev Mikvois needs shayferas hanoid. If you want to connect a different area that doesn't have 40 saw, the shear of a mikvah, to a mikvah, and make that a viable option to toivel inside there, there has to be the shear of shayferas hanoid in order to connect 
the extension of the mikvah to the mikvah itself. Where it says that Tifech Amanaslahatfiach is a chibor, it's enough to connect water to another area. That's not in regards to area of mikvahs. It's not in regards to extending a mikvah. It's in regards to hashaka. The halacha is if one has tame water and he puts it in the mikvah, it's metayer the water. One doesn't have to take the water and totally immerse it inside a mikvah. It's enough that there is a chibur, a connection, with a small enough amount of water that's a very slight connection. That's enough to consider the water is connected. And it's as if he immersed this water into the mikvah. However, to make Eruv mikvahs, to connect a mikvah to another area, to consider it an extension of the mikvah, that needs much more. That needs Kshleferis Hanuid. And before we go further in Taismas, I'd like to mention the Briskarov in Chidushi Moran Riz Halevi, in Perakvav Mehilchas Mikvahs, is the shear of Shiferis annoyed by mikvah? Is that a shear in the hold? Or is that a shear in how much water has to flow between one area of the mikvah and the extension of the mikvah? Is it a halacha in the water or a halacha in breaking the mechitzah? Now the briskerov says that's poshit, that according to Rabbeinu Tam, the shear of is a shear in the hole. It has nothing to do with the water. Because Rabbeinu Tam says, as long as you have a hole that's shleferes even if the water is just a slight bit of water, just enough to make the next two stops that are touched by this water wet. It doesn't have to be that the entire hole is full with water. In Rabbeinu Tam, it's clear that the halacha of shleferes is a halacha in the hole. It's not a halacha and how much water we need to go between the one side of the mikvah and the extension. However, according to the Ri, who learns that the whole hole of the Shreferis Hanoid has to be full of water, except when the hole is on top. According to him, one may clear. Is it because he learns that that's the sheer of water that has to go through in order to extend the mikvah and make an air of mikvahs? Or is it also according to the Ri, it's just a shear of the size of the hole that has to be in order to connect the mikvah to somewhere else? It's also a shear in the hole according to the Ri. Just the reason it has to be full of water because if it doesn't fill up with water, the top part of the hole that doesn't have water going through it is not considered part of the mikvah. It's considered as added of the mikvah. But it's not that it's a shear in how much water has to flow between the two areas to connect them. He's also made that a small amount of water would be enough. The reason he holds it has to be full of water is because we need such a size of a nekev, such a size of a hole, and if there isn't water flowing between them, that area is considered that it's already added of the mikvah. The Briskarov proves that also according to the re. The shear of Shreferis Anoid is not a halacha in how much water we need to flow between the two areas to consider it a connection of the mikvah, to consider it an extension of the mikvah. The Ri also learns that it's a halacha in the size of the nekev, in the size of the hole. And the Raya, 
is because in the case where it's Porutz Lamalo, where it's Nekev between the Mikveh and the Shaykes is on the top of the wall. There's a slight break in the wall on top. The halacha is the width of the break, the width of the hole has to be Kishreferis Anoid. But the amount of water that has to go between the mikvah and the shaykis is just the height of klipas hashum. You don't have water there in the shear of shefer sanayid. The shefer sanayid is just the width of the hole, of the break in the wall. So you see, you don't need the amount of water that goes through a shefer sanayid in order to make air of mikvahis. It's just the halacha in the hole. And when the hole is on top, it's enough to have water that's at the height of klipas hashum, of the peel of a garlic. Al-Kolpanim, the brisk Riskarab learns that the halacha of a hongo shiferas hanoid is not a halacha in how much water has to go between the two areas to consider it connected as one. It's a halacha in the size of the hole that has to be between the mikvah and the shaykes, in order to consider it an extension of the mikvah. Now, Taisus continues to prove the Riz Svara, that the halacha of Tefeach al-Manas Lahatfiach is not talking about Eruv Mikvahis, it's not talking about mixing and extending a mikvah to another area, because the Gemara and Gitin, towards the end of the sugya says, Dilma le'inin mikvahis Rabbi Yehudahi. Maybe the halacha of Tefeach al-Manas Lahatfiach is talking about mikvah, and it's going according to Rabbi Yehuda. What's the case? Somebody toiveled, and he went out of the mikvah. The mikvah was exactly 40 so. He's slightly wet with the shear of tefeach al-manas lahatfiach. Now some of that shear of 40 so is on his body. How do we use the water that's on his body to be considered part of the mikvah that if somebody else toivels inside, it's considered that he's mik- toiveling in a mikvah of 40 saw because the water on his body is tefeach al-manas lahatfiach and Rabbi Yudah holds good achis that something that's connected can go from top to bottom. Good achis, like we find by mechitzah, good achis, mechitzah, Rabbi Yudah holds good achis. So between the halacha of good achis that the water is considered that it's as if it went down, and there is water that's on his body, that's what the halacha of is considered a chibor. But in the case where there's no good achis, where his feet are not in the mikvah, where we can't connect the water that's on his body to the water that's in the mikvah, we're not going to say that is any kind of chibor, to connect the mikvah to other water. Now, Reb Chaim, in Chedush Reb Chaim Alevi, in Hilchais Tumas Oichlin, Perek Zayin, sheds a tremendous amount of light on this Taisus and really on the entire sugya. Reb Chaim explains that there are two distinct inyanim, two distinct ideas that are being presented here. There's an inyan of Erev Mikvois, there's an Indian of creating a mikvah by connecting it to a kosher mikvah. And then there's an Indian of chibur. There's an Indian of connecting water to a different place. To connect water from one place to the next, whether we're talking about hashaka or whether we're talking about the metame, 
Tifeach or Manasla HaTfiach is enough of a chibur, it's enough of a connection to be metame or metaher water. It's as if we connected it with a medium of water. That's Tifeach Manasla HaTfiach. That's enough of a medium to, ca- to carry Tumma or Tahara from one source of water to the next. When we're talking about Eruv Mikvois, we're not talking about Chibur. We're talking about Eruv. That's a different thing. That's mixing. That's con- to consider one area part of the next. It's not just connecting. That's making an Eruv, turning the two different separate entities into one. That, t- the water that's Tefeach HaManas La'atfiach will not suffice. Actually, Reb Chaim says, the shear of Eruv of Shafir Sanoid is not just found by Mikvois. It's found in other places also. By Mechatos, Mayim of Apora Aduma. If it's sitting in a Kli, and there's a hole that's Shafir Sanoid, that connects that to another Kli, the water that's in the other Kli is also considered Mechatos. It's also Neskadesh. A hole of Shafir Sanoid makes it that the two areas that are separated by a wall, if there's a hole, it's as if that wall was broken down, so to speak, and it's considered one area, one entity. Reb Chaim explains, that's Pshat and Rabbi Yehuda, that he needs both good achis and tefech amanas la'atfiach. The idea of the good achis, the water that's on this man who's on his way out of the mikveh and his feet are still in the mikveh, Good Achis makes it that there's Eruv Mikvois. There's a mixture and it makes one entity, the man and the mikvah, are considered one big mikvah. However, there has to be Chibur. There has to be a connection of water flowing from the mikvah to him or from him to the mikvah. That, Tefeach HaManas Latfiach, suffices and makes it as if it's connected. But connection is not enough to make it into one entity. For that we need the halacha of Erev Mekvois. If you hold the good achis makes it that it's considered one area. To connect the water, that we need the amount of water that's tefeach amanas latviach. Reb Chaim says that's really the answer to Taisa's kasha. Taisa's kasha, why do we need a shear of shoifer sanoid? Tefeach amanas latviach is enough. Reb Chaim says that Tefech HaManas is a halacha in Chibur. It's a halacha of connecting water from one place to the next. To make Eruv, to make it considered as one entity, it should be one mikvah, Tefech HaManas will not suffice. One would need Yishira Shefer Sanoid, or in a case where it's a man who is going on the, his way out of the mikvah, if we hold, like Rabbi Huda, that good Achis, that could also make Eruv. But the idea of Eruv and the idea of Chibur, the idea of mixing two areas into one entity, and the idea of connecting water from one area to another are two separate halachas, and therefore they are two separate shiurim. And with that, he explains why Taisa's kasha is not shvat. Alamud Beis, the Gemara, brings that Rabbi Yeshua was asked about Bnei Tzaras Erva, who married the Shuk. According to Beishamai, they are Eulashlibim, they have to misyabim. And therefore, they're forbidden to marry anyone. According to Basil, they're potter from Yibum, and they're mutter Lashuk. According to Beishamai, women who married Lashuk, in accordance with Basil Lashita, are the children of those women, mutter Lakuhuna, are they pogum Lakuhuna?
At first, the Gemara wants to say that they're pasul kahuna, they're pagum, because it's a kabuchaymer. If a kain gadol is bana amana, she becomes a halala, and if another kain lives with her afterwards, her children are halalim, they're pagum and kahuna, even though that's not an iser for all of Kali Israel, just for kahanim. Kolshkain, a kain who lives with Yavam and Lashuk, assure the children are pagumin and pasul kahuna. Afterwards, the Gemara is madchal kabuchaymer, and the Gemara says. It's different. The case of an Amana Lakayim Gadol is different because she herself becomes possible. She's possible to marry a Kayin Hedjit, and she's possible to eat Truma. If she's a daughter of a Kayin, she becomes Nifsal, she becomes Nifgam from being able to eat Truma. Masha En Kain, a Yavamalashuk, or Machsa Grushasai, she doesn't become possible. She doesn't become a Chalala. As Rashi explains, the Truma de Beinashal If it's to ask her from eating Shuma in her father's house, she doesn't become possible. As the Gemara says in She doesn't become possible to eat Shuma if she was nibbled to a Chayve Lavin unless he's Zor Eslam Eikara. He was ushered to her originally. She says, It wasn't that they were originally ushered to her. It's because of circumstances that happened that she became Asr afterwards. That does not constitute Zerah Islamikara, and therefore she is mutter to eat Truma, even if she's Nival, in such a case. Now, now when the Gemara presented the Shailah of B'nai Tzaras Erva, if they're mutter, the Kahuna, according to Beishamai, the Gemara says, L'may nafkmino, according to us, we pass like Beishil, what's the nafkmino? L'mishad vlad ma'atzer What's Allah of vlad ma'atzer a man who divorces his wife and she married somebody else may not remarry his wife that he divorced. It's called Isra Machsa What happens if he remarried her? Are her children Pogum Lakuhuna? Is a daughter from that remarriage mutter to marry a Kayan? So the Gemara is trying to figure out if B'nai Chayve Lavin, that's not Zarat Slamei Kara, are they considered Pogum Lakuhuna? Either B'nai Yivam Lashuk or B'nai Machsa Grushasai, who are Chayve Lavin. The children that come out of such a union, are they considered Pugum Lakuna or not? Taisa asks Shaila, why does the Gemara say Lamayin Afkmino for the Mishad Machsa Grushasai? The Gemara says the Nafkmino is for children of a Machsa Grushasai. Let the Gemara say the Nafkmino is for Basilo, for children of a regular Yavam Lashuk. True, B'nai Tzaras Erev, according to Basilo, are not B'nai Yavam Lashuk. But in any other case, except B'nai Tzaras Erev, a regular case of Yavam Lashuk. A woman was a Shemeras Yavim, and she went ahead and got married to somebody else. Are her children Pugum Lakuna or not? Why does the Gemara have to say the Nafkamina of Rabbi Shua Shaila is for B'nai Machsar Grushasai? Let the Gemara stick to the case at hand. B'nai Yavam Lashok, just according to Beis Hill, B'nai Tzaras Erva are not considered B'nai Yavam Lashok. But any other B'nai Yavam Lashok, what's the Halacha? Are they Mutter Lakuna or not? Taisa says, because there's a Gemara, Misech Lesnid, that Rabbi Shua was Taka asked about B'nai Machsar Grushasai. But really, it's the same thing. The Maskonos HaGemara, according to Yeshua, is he was made that there were two families who were Bnei Tzaras Erva, and they served as Kehanim Gedolim. So you see that Bnei Chayv Elavin, they are not Zara Eslamei Kara, are Mutter Lekuhuna, they are not Pukuman Lekuhuna. So it comes out Halacha Lamaisa, at the end of the Sugya, that Yeshua holds Bnei Chayv Elavin, they are not Zara Eslamei Kara, like Bnei Yivam Lashuk, Bnei Maxim Gushal, they are not going to be Pasal Lekuhuna. However, when one takes a look in the Rambam, one sees that it's not so poshit, b'chlal, how to extract like the halacha from the Gemara. The Rambam in Parikh Shem Tchas Melchus Yisur writes 
and beginning all the different oifanim, how a woman becomes a zaina. There are a woman who is nibbled to one of the suri lavin, kolshkem in the suri kares, or a guy. Such a woman becomes a zaina and she's ushered to marry to a kayin. And she's a bas kayin, she's ushered to eat truma. The ram in the end of Perik Yudchas Halacha Gimel, in other words, the writes, the chain yuvama shabole azar asa zaina. If a yuvama lashuk was nibbled to a zar, she becomes a zaina. And she's ushered to a kayin, she's ushered to truma. We see the chayra, the ram passes against. Our Gemara. Now the Rambam writes it even clearer in Perikutes from Melchus Tzuribia. Halacha hey, the Rambam writes Kaina Baal Ervamin Arayis, a Kain who is Ba An Nerva or Ani Chayv Lavin. That's Shavu Bakayil. The Rambam Paskin says she becomes a Zayna. Chazru Baal Abiyashnei. What if he made a second Bia? Then she becomes a Chalala because she was nibbled to an Isra Kahuna, and the children she has from then on are considered a Chalala. Once she's a Chalala, her children become a Chalala. Continues. Lefika kain hab shabal skukli yabim v'nis abram biyirishayna. A kain that was born a shemeras yabim l'shuk biyirishayna the lad's kosher. Lefishayna misuri kuhuna v'nasa zayna. She's not a misuri kuhuna at that point. She's just a regular lab. A regular lab becomes a zayna from the first bia. A child that is derived from that bia will not be a cholol and is kosher l'kuhuna. Chazar ubalev. He made a second bia and then she became pregnant. The child becomes a cholol. She becomes a halala and therefore her children are bas halala. Because at that point, already it's a Surikuna. She was a Zayn, which is in the Surikuna, and she was nivel to a Kain, so the children become Chalolim. And she becomes a Chalol. The is clear in two places that Yivam Lashuk has been Zayn, and she becomes a Chalol also. The Shar HaMelech over here, the Avnimulum and Simon Vav, Sifkot and Dalad, the Menchaschino Chumitzvah, Shachim Nisayin, all ask on the Ramah, it's a pellets against the Mufurish and Gemara, our Gemara that we just mentioned, Yeshua holds that Yivam Lashuk does not become a Zayn, and therefore she does not become a Chalol. She's not. It's not an Isser that she was ushered to her from day one. The only Isser that came about afterwards, as Rashi explains, she doesn't have a Din Zayna, therefore we don't want a Kalachimer from Amana, and therefore she does not become Nifsal, she's not Mishalala, she doesn't become a Zayna, she doesn't become a Chalala. Her children, the Gemara says, Mufurish, are Kshayr Mekuna Gedayla, they're not Psulikuna. The Ramam that says that she becomes a Zayna and by second year becomes a Chalala, and her children become Chalala from a second year, is in direct contradiction with what the Gemara's Maskana was, where Yeshua says, she doesn't become possible, and her children don't become possible. Now, Sharmalach intends the idea that maybe the Ramah is passing like Rabbi Yechon Manuri on the bottom of Yudal and Bez, that passing is not like Rabbi Shua. He says that Bnei Yivam Lashuk are actually possible Kuna. Because the Thesis explains, he also the Kalachamer, Malmon Hashem Shavakal, Rapogam, Zushi Sur Shavakal, Kalchkin, the Rabbanos Pogam, and he doesn't hold the Pircha, Malmon Asmash Kenyas Chalelis. So maybe the Ramah is taka passing like Rabbi Yechon Manuri. Sharmalach says it's impossible because the Ramah writes before that it was from the first Bia, the child is not a Chalal. And it's kosher l'kuhun. It's only from the second bia. Rabbi Yechem doesn't differentiate. Rabbi Yechem holds even from the first bia. We have from Almana. So therefore, the Ram definitely can't be going like Rabbi Yechem He must be going like Rabbi Shua. And l'chayra, it's saiser, what Rabbi Shua's maskana was, that she's not possible. It's not Sarat Salmeikah, right? As Rashi and Taisus explained. And the children are not possible. The l'chayra, the Ram has to be explained how does he deal with our Gemara. And as I said, the cash is twofold. First of all, how does he explain that Rabbi Shua says she's not possible. She doesn't become a Zayna because not Sarat and the Ram says she becomes a Zayna, and then afterwards, by the second week, she becomes a Chalala. And secondly, it's fair, the Ram passed because the children are Chalala, and the Gemara is Mufurish, that the children are Kshayim Lekahuna, even Lekahuna Gedayla. The Beis explained the Shitas Harambam, that the reason that she becomes a Zayna, because there's no Tfisas Kedushin, by Yevam Lashok. Shmuel was Masupik about that, and the Rambam understood Lahachmer, that there's no Tfisas Kedushin by a Therefore, she automatically becomes a Zaina. Wherever there's no Tfisus Kedushin, it's automatically considered a Biasnus. Since Yivam Lashok cannot be Typhus in her Kedushin by anybody, 
Therefore, automatically she becomes a Zaina. Now, from Rashi and Taisus, we see clearly that she doesn't become a Zaina, and she doesn't become Pasla Kohuna. Now, the Mulum explains that even if we would say there's no Tfisus Kedushan by Yevam Lashuk, she's not Daima, she's not comparable to any other woman that there's no Tfisus Kedushan by her, that she automatically becomes a Zaina, Katsubiesnos. That, that there's no Tfisus Kedushan, let's say, by an Eved or by a Goy, there's not possibility for Kedushan. Masha'en Kain, by here, she's Aymed for Chalitza and to get married. She is Matayus Kedushan. It's not that she's not Kedushanable. She can have Kedushan. Right now, she's stuck that she can't make Kedushan. But as soon as she gets Chalitza, she's Aymed to get married. And more than that, she got married already. Of course she's a Bateris Kedushan. It's not like the classic case where we say that if it's a beer that cannot have Tfisus Kedushan, it's considered a beer as nurse. There, because the, one of the people is not possible to get married. So that's called in the Bateris Kedushan. Mashiach in here, she's a Bateris Kedushan. Right now, technically, she has a problem she can't get married. Therefore, we're not going to say that she becomes a Zaina because in Bateris Kedushan. I'll call upon him. We're left to understand what's Pshat in the Rambam that he holds that she becomes a Zaina and the children become Chalom if it's from a second Bia. It's Lachaira against our Sugi. And we cannot say because there's not Tfisus Kedushan in her because that too is against our Sugi. And secondly, it's only a Suffolk. Shmuel is a Suffolk of the Tfisus Kedushan by Yavam Lashok. The Rambam should have mentioned at worst the child is a Suffolk Chalom. The Shara Melech over here in Parakid Ches Melchaz Suribia, the Amni Meluim, in Simon Vog, Sivkot and Gimel, Melchaz Chinuch, Amitzvah, Shamachzayin, all answer more or less the same terrets to explain how the Rambam goes against our Sugya. The Rambam says she becomes a Zaina, and eventually a Chalala, and her children are Chalala, and our Sugya it's Mefurish, not like that. They all answer as follows. The Gemara says, in Mesechtes Yivomis, Tafsamaches, how do we know that a woman who is Nival to someone who is possible to her, that she becomes possible to Kahuna? The Gemara says, Amar Abid, Amar Rav, Amar Kro, Ubas Koyin, Kisi, and Lishzar, Kibun Shinival, Lolo Posolo, Posolo. Once she was Nival to somebody who is possible to her, he possible to her from eating Truma. The Gemara, Anamud Beis, asks, Ashkechan the Truma, Lekunu Minayin, how do we know that this halacha also goes that she can't marry a kain. It's not just regarding the isser of eating truma, but also the isser of marrying a kain. So the Gemara has a drush, the Gemara proves it. On Samachtes Aleph, the Gemara asks, Maybe even someone who remarried Machzagushasai, she also has a din of He's not a Zor Etzla Meikara, because originally he was mutter to her. That's the sugi of the Gemara. From there, Rashi extrapolated that the halacha of Zayn is only by somebody who is Zor Etzla Meikara. Now the Rashi asks Akasha, what does the Gemara mean when the Gemara asks, Ashkechan Latruma Lekuna Minalon? What do you mean Lekuna Minalon? She's a Zayna. If she's Nivala Lepasala, she becomes a Zayna. She's Asr to a Kain, out of the Isra Zayna. Why is the Gemara looking for a new Limud to include her in the Pasuk of Abbas Kain Kish Se'elish Zar? Why do we need a new Limud? It's Mefurish Pasuk. To that, the Rashba answers that the Sugya and Dav Samches and Dav Samches holds one of two things. 
There's a machlekes, what's the definition of a zayna? We, Paschal like the Chachamim, that anyone who's nival to a pasula becomes a zayna. Rebbe Lezer holds that zayna means an ashes ish shizinsa. That's the definition of a zayna. According to Rebbe Lezer, we take need a, a new pasuk to say that she's pasula kahuna, because zayna means just a married woman who is mazana. Another explanation that Rashba gives why we need a new pasuk to be marba that a woman who is never lepasula is aser to kahuna. Why don't we say that's included in the pasuk of isha zayna machalal So the Rashba says there's a machlekes in nachman vavah and veis if a woman was nensa she has a din of a zayna. There's two sheets there in the Gemara. The Rashba says the Gemara over here holds that a woman who is nensa is not a Zayna. So a woman who is Nenso, we need a new Pasuk to tell us that she's still Pasuk Lekuhuna, not because of the Pasuk of Isha Zayna Vachal Leikacho. She's also Lekuhuna because of this Halacha of Avas Kaim That's what the Rashba answers. The Gemara in Dav Ches, Dav Ches, that needs a Pasuk to tell us that a woman who is never a Pasuk is also Lekuhuna, and we don't learn that from the Pasuk of Isha Zayna Vachal Leikacho, is going either according to Rebelezer, that holds that a zayna is only an ishizishizinsa, or it's going according to the shita that holds that if a woman is nensa, she's not a zayna. So therefore we need a new pasuk to ask her to marry a kain. Now if one holds that an isha who is nensa still has a din of a zayna, this one passing is like that shita, and if we hold that a zayna is anybody that's nivalal apostolo, and not just a shizinsa, like Rebbe Lezer says. In that case, we don't need this new pasuk of uvaskayim kisiyas lishzar. Now, that the Gemara said, the machzik rushasai doesn't make her a zayna, because the pasuk says uvaskayim kisiyas lishzar, it's matma uh, that she has to be zar etzla meikara, and the machzik rushasai is not zar etzla meikara, that's only if you need to learn from the Pasuk of Vaskar and Kisiyah Lejzar. The word Lejzar is Mash Mazar Meikara. But if we don't need to learn from the Pasuk of Vaskar and Kisiyah Lejzar, if we know that she's Pasal Kahuna from the word Zaina, so this halacha of Zar Meikara never comes into play. We don't learn from Vaskar and Kisiyah Lejzar. The Rambam holds. That a woman who's Nansa still has a denzaina. He passes like that, Shita, and Daphne and Ravalin Vais. The Ramam also passes that the word Zaina constitutes any woman who's Nivel Apostola, not just Ashish Shazinsa like Rebelezer. In that case, we never have to learn from the Pasuk of Vaska and Kisya Lish Zar that a woman who's Nivel Apostola can't marry a Kain. We know that already from the Pasuk of Isha Zaina Halala the only reason we need the pasuk of Vaska and Kisiyelishzar is a halacha for truma that she's possible to eat truma. For that halacha, we could say it has to be someone who's our etzlameikara because we learn from this pasuk of Vaska and Kisiyelishzar. But if she's a zayna without this pasuk, if we hold that isha zayna v'chalalaleikachu zayna includes any woman who's nivel pasulah, and even if she was nenas, so we never really need the pasuk of Vaska and Kisiyelishzar. It never comes into play. As far as learning the halacha that she's pasul kahuna, in that case, the halacha of zaratz never applies as far as marrying a kain. 
Any woman who was never a little puzzle, whether it was Zara Islamikara or not Zara Islamikara, is puzzle to marry a Kayin. She's called a Zaina, and she's Asr. I think Gemara Daf Samach Tes learns the halacha of Zara Islamikara. Yeah, because that Gemara is going like the Shita that holds that you need to come onto the puzzle to tell us Isr be a But if we hold the way Rashba explained that if you hold that a woman who is Nansa still has a Zaina, and any woman who is Nivala Lepasala is included in the word Zaina, so we never ever learn an Isser Lekuhuna from the Pasuk of Maskein Kisein Lishzar. Everything's already included in the Pasuk of Ishazan Machalala Leikachal. And the word Zaina doesn't say anything about it, has to be a Zor Eslameikara. Therefore, the Rambam holds the Gemara and Dav Samaches and Dav Samaches is not Lahalacha. Therefore, Nashi that said that a Machsegrushasai or Yavamul Ashok since it's Nazar Eslameikara, she doesn't become a Zaina. That's why the children are kosher lekuhuna. The Rambam holds that sugya that Rashi extrapolated that halacha from is not a halacha. We don't hold of the halacha of zarat slameikara in regards to the isser of marrying a kain. Therefore, according to the Rambam, she becomes a zaina, and by the second via she already becomes a halala, and her children become halalim. That's why the Rambam paskened against the Gemara and that's That's why the Rambam paskened against our Gemara. Our Gemara is based on. The Gemara and Daf Samaches and Samachtes. That has to be Zarat Slameikara. And since the Ram passes, we don't ever have to learn from the Pasuk of Kisi Elishar. We can learn from the Isser of Zayn itself. So, as far as the Isser of marrying a Kayan, we never have that rule of Zarat Slameikara. Now, in a similar way, the Menchazchinuch wants to use this Svara to explain the Sheet Satur, which the is against the Gemara. The Torah passes that Bnei Machzagrushasai. Are kosher lekuhuna. However, he passes that bnei v'amalashuk are pas lekuhuna. Beis explains the reason the Torah differentiates between bnei v'amalashuk that are pas lekuhuna and bnei machzikshas that are kosher lekuhuna is because bnei v'amalashuk are sons of a woman shame both fieses kedushin. One cannot marry v'amalashuk, and therefore she automatically has a din zayna, and therefore her bonim are pasal. Now, we mentioned before that the Meluim asks, that's against the Gemara. The Gemara tries to learn, B'nei, Machzeg Rushasei from Nei Vamalashuk. What's the Rayev? B'nei Vamalashuk are possible because there's no Tfisa's collusion by the mother. How could you bring a Rayev from there that B'nei Machzeg Rushasei would be possible if there is Tfisa's collusion in the mother? So the Menchaz says a beautiful Svara. He says that 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 we find that the Gemara wanted to learn Bnei Machzeg Rushasei from Bnei Vamalashuk. That's because Bnei Yivamalashuk in the Gemara's case were that they went after Basil's Psak and they were matred Sarasar Vlashuk. This case of Yivamalashuk, the children will definitely not be Asr because the mother is a Hazadin Zaina. Why is that? The Rashbun Shuva writes, and it's passing like that in Semin Zayin that a woman who was an Eshesish, and she wasn't sure if her husband died, and she remarried Alpi Apsak of Bezdin. The halach is that she's muttered to her husband when he returns, because she's considered an Aynas. Something done Alpi Apsak of Bezdin has a din of an Aynas. Therefore, when Chaschinuch says, in Mitzvah Reish Samachvav, that in our sugya, the case was that the women who were Tzaras Erva were muttered according to Beis Psak. Since they 
were doing and acting Hill, which was best than over there, they're going to be considered an Ainus even according to Beishamai. Our sugya holds that Zaina Ba'inus is not considered a Zaina. Woman whose Nansa is not considered a Zaina. Mela, her children are not going to be children of a Zaina. And therefore, they'll be Kasher Kahuna. But that's only Legabe the Isser of Zaina, which she is not because she's an Ainus. However, the Gemara Shiloh over here was Al-Tapasag of Kisielish Zar, that there could be another reason that she'll be Apostle, because of the Pasag that we learn that, that Pasal is a woman who is Nival to Apostle, to Truma, and Pasal Lakuna also, as the Gemara says, Nafsamaches, Nafsamaches. That's the Gemara Shiloh over here. Is she considered as a woman who is Nivalis Lish Zar, because he's not Zar Tzlameikara? Outside, she's not a Zayna because it was Ba'inus. The whole Shaila is, is she Pasal Lakuna because of the Pasag of Kisiel Zar? And if we say that, that Yavam Lashok is not Pasal because of the Pasag of Kisiel Zar, because she's not Zar Tzlameikara, so the same will apply to Machsa Grushasai. As far as the Pasag of Kisiel Zar, there is no difference between Machsa Grushasai and Yavam Lashok. That, that the Torah says, Yavam Lashok, it becomes a Zayna because there's no Tfisus Kedushan, that's if it's done by Rotten. If it's done by Inus, our sugya holds that there's no shame Zaina by something done by Inus. Therefore, the Gemara and our sugya Al-Kopanim compares Machsuk Shasai to Yavam Lashok. Now, according to that Svar, the Menchazchinuch says another beautiful Mahalach. He wants to answer Taisa's Kasha. Taisa asks the Kasha, why did the Gemara say the Nafkamina is for Bnei Machsuk Shasai? Why did the Gemara say the Nafkamina of the Shaila of Bishua? Is for children of Yavam Lashuk, according to Beis Hill. Why does the Gemara say that the Bishua's Shaila has an afkmina for Machsa Grushasa? It's an afkmina in the case of a regular Yavam Lashuk that's not Saras Arva. When Chaschinach says, the Terrace is Pashat. Since generally a case of Yavam Lashuk is done by Ratzain, when Chaschinach says that of course Bnei Yavam Lashuk are going to be Aser, the mother's going to have a din of a Zaina, and her children will become Chalalim. There's not Fisus Kedushin by Yavam Lashuk. Only in our Gemara there's a special case because they did a pibesin, so they have a din of anayinus. They don't have a din of an uh, zaina. Masha enkein machzagrushasai never has a din of a zaina, even if it's done beratzin. Machzagrushasai is somebody that does have tisus kedushin. Therefore, the practical nafkmin halachal ma'aser Rabbi Shua's shaila is for bnei machzagrushasai. True, in our Gemara the shaila is also from bnei v'amleshuk because she's an anayinus because she was doing it al pibesin. Therefore, there's a tzad to be matter. But generally, by a regular Yavam Lashuk, she automatically has a Dinzayna because she doesn't have Tvisa's Kedushin, the way the Torah Paskins. That's why the Gemara said the Nafkmin is for Bnei Machzagushasai and not for Bnei Yavam Lashuk. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a nonprofit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.